Good afternoon. How are you guys doing this Friday? You get the music to fade out. Hi guys. I thought I'd do ice cream today because it's Friday. My favorite day. <laughs> hey Sonia. Hey Cynthia. It is one of those like low-key January afternoons where it's getting cool here. I don't know if it's what it's like in your arena, but it's getting kind of cold today for some weird reason where it was sunny before. And it's been an interesting week because, and it's been an interesting month to be honest with you, but um, it, it's just, it's an interesting day today, actually, in the spirit. I don't know about you, if your atmosphere's kind of felt kind of weird the last couple of days, if you felt like you were in a lull, um, I'm going to be getting into that um, today too in this conversation because God's reconnecting people. And, and I also want to tell you too, um, you have to understand January is your month where you can have some downtime to where, and I'm not saying quit, you don't disengage God, but it's the time to regroup, a time to get new direction from the Lord, <clears throat> to be listening at the King's feet and to rest. You're in a place of rest. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Hey, Susan. Hey, BP. Um, but it's a time to rest. And, but resting doesn't mean you stop praying. Let me clarify that because people used to tell me that before. Oh, you got to be in rest mode, Missy. You got to be in rest mode. Okay, good. I get a month off. No, you don't. You actually don't. Um, you get to keep decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, because that's part of being an ancestor. It's part of being a front runner. And you are moving. You're learning to move with the spirit of the Lord through the clock of God, through the heart of God, as he's trying to put your life back together again. And so I think for part of the, well, 75% of the church, a lot of it is that they're so used to doing things on their own and they've got an independent spirit that they don't, they've forgotten how to move with the spirit of the living God. And so God is retraining us in this season and he's trying to teach us how to get our lives back and how to move with him um, through his times, dimensions, realms, frequency, seasons, and cycles of the spirit. And so we're having to learn a whole lot of new things. We're having to uh, be a quick learn. You're having to be a quick learn and you're learning uh, to making sure that you're obeying him and you're understanding all the concepts because all the information, there's so much information out there anyway it's just coming at us hard and fast. And so we're having to be very, very careful about who we're receiving from and everything like that. But I think today, hey, Joyce, it's going to help confirm some things for you. And I think it's going to encourage you to help you to see if you're aligned or not. I think it's going to answer some questions because also the month of January, pardon me, is a month where you get a lot of answers to a lot of questions from past seasons. <clears throat> it was prophesied for 2023 that, 2023 was going to be the year where it's going to be extreme pressure for people who haven't obeyed, but also it's going to be a great year for those of you who have. So 
but God bless you. And I, I'm not going to lie and tell you, I haven't had a little bit of trepidation with that, that, that truth that God brought forward last year when he said, it's going to be a great year. And, and what does that mean? And, and I <clears throat> been asking him like twice, I said, what does that mean when you're talking about a great year? And he said, CC is going to be really running smooth for people who've gotten cleaned up in past seasons this year. So it's not going to be as pressuresome for you. And so I was testing the spirit and asking him again. He said, yes, Missy. He, he said, you either believe me or you don't. And so I'm just like, okay, okay. We'll go forward together. I'm going to trust you. So I hope you like the ice cream background. I may go get some ice cream tonight. We've been craving ice cream all week. Gonna go out. I'll talk to you about dinner here in a second, but we're going to go do dinner tonight too. So I'm excited for that. My Friday night thing. But what's today's topic? Let's get into today's topic. I'm Dr. Missy Hood. Welcome to the 15 Minute Rev. Um, I'm, I love you guys and I, I'm grateful that you're tracking with me. Um, but the, today's topic is disobedience will cost you in this hour. From this point on, disobedience will cost you. Um, and it's also caught, speaking, the Lord speaking to the enemies is saying, bye-bye, bye-bye enemies. Your enemies in this season are from last season. You should be feeling or sensing, not feeling anything, sensing like they're kind of falling back into the spirit because they haven't been obedient coming forward. So you don't have to worry about them anymore. Thank God. Um, and then I forgot the other topic. What was my other topic? The part of it is get rid of fake holy. And you're going to be seeing a lot of that in a lot of my topics this year. Get rid of fake holy, get rid of fake church, and that's going to get you into the real and living God. And so God is not doing fake church anymore. He's not doing, he's not putting up with your version of who you think he is. He's, he's telling you who he is. And if you're seeking him, um, then you're going to find out. But yeah, everything seems to be in a lull right now, if you're a front runner, which means if your life feels like it's in a lull, then you've gotten distracted or disconnected from your position. Good point, Joyce Romer, right on topic. So it's not in a lull, um, actually. And so God's trying to get us reconnected. Hello, I'm going to go into this real quickly. If you've heard about the deaths of Diamond, uh, as well as Lisa Marie Presley, that's gotten our nation distracted. We need you guys to get refocused. And it's sad. It's very, very sad. But some soldiers go home early. And so we were told that a lot of famous people will be dying this year. It's already started. Okay, so the prophetic words are coming to pass. But we need you guys to stay on track. We're getting our country back. So stay on track. Stay focused. Get reconnected the way you normally would in past seasons. Quit getting into this mindset of, oh, just, you know, whatever. I'm not going to listen to the news very much. I'm not going to do what I normally would do. Yes, you need to. You need to stay connected. You need to stay connected. So stay focused and reconnect. Because we're currently at the level where we're dealing with very high level priests and priestesses, which is a pretty good indicator of where God is using your vessel at present. So congratulations if you've made it to this level. And that's not something to, you know, like we're trying to get a trophy or something. It's nothing like that. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to climb in the spirit of the Lord these days. And it's going to get even more difficult. But if you're tracking with him, your ultimate objective is getting into the glory, <clears throat> which will make it more uh, doable so we have about a week and a half until january is over with so we've got about a week and a half left of resting as god moves the body through the tribe of dan through the gate of obedience through the gate of obedience and so this is the place where we're having to learn how to trust god at deeper levels when we're not having to war now, i don't know about you that's kind of difficult for me to do because we're so used to doing what we do as warriors so, but if you move through the heart of God, if you move 
through the outer courts of God. You know that both gates are both sets of gates are uh, they they can be connected if you allow them to be. You have to choose to allow them to be connected, and that means you have to participate <clears throat> in both gates at the same time. But if you're not, if you're doing your own thing and you're stuck in the tribes and you're stuck in your own personality, hello, you've got a zodiac that's your own personality, that's your own flesh, and then you've got the Maseroth. That's Chris Carter's thing. Go check him out. God bless Chris. Um, then you you know that's great that you know your tribe. That's great. But are you choosing to be changed into the heart of David? If you're not, then you're not connected to the inner court gates. That means you're going to be left out in the outer courts and you will stay the same, which brings me right into our topic. We learn to obey the king. The first inner court gate is obedience. We're going to be taking you through this thing this year. <clears throat> but instead, um, we have a lot of people who are still stuck. 75%. I've t- said that a million times. Tired of hearing myself talk. Um, instead of learning to allow God to have the reins over our lives this month, people, some people are still warring. They're still doing what they did last season. They've been doing it for many, many levels, many, many levels, and they're stuck. They're stuck on the lower levels. And so I say they're doing it for many, many levels. Now, let me say this. God's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he does for all. You may come up in the spirit or be brought up by a faithful few. God's no respecter of persons. The front runners are used by God to help bring everybody up in the spirit on earth as it is in heaven. But even if that's true, which I think it is, I believe it is, doesn't mean you're prepared for the warfare at that level, which means you're probably, if you've been disobedient past seasons and God has brought you up somewhat, you're about to get your lunch eaten for having not obeyed. And this is what today's topic deals with. So your old enemies falling behind you, you should be sensing them fall behind and go away. Thank God where you're no longer having to deal with them as much. We're getting that here at Ezekiel's will. Hallelujah. They're having no impact anymore. So it's a blessing. That's what you should be experiencing as you move from faith to faith and glory to glory. If something's of God, they cannot stop God. That's the best news of the day. Isn't that great news? Woohoo! Yay. That's why you went obey. So, you know, these people think, you know, it's amazing to me how stupid people can be. Um, and I hate, I'm not going to apologize for what I'm saying. I'm going to be me. But it is amazing how stupid people can really be in this same time. And they think that they're, they're going to negotiate with God. And they're going to tell God what to do and how to do his job when he's already told you what he's going to do. And then you're still sitting up there telling him, oh, no, no, I'm going to do this for you, God. <clears throat> God's like, whatever, go away. Until you decide to do things my way. So they might still try to come at you, but you shouldn't have to be dealing with the same type of warfare situations you've had to deal with in past seasons. And so remember, again, 2023 is a line of demarcation. It's where God's drawing the line of the sand between those who obeyed him in past seasons versus those who did not. It's as simple as that. So 2023 will be a year of pressure. For those who did not get free from the things of last season, which are the tools the enemy is now using against them to hold them back. Not my problem. That's what I'm going to say to you. That's not your problem if you've obeyed. Um, and you're, some people, if leaders were to hear me, they'd be like, God, where's the compassion? Where's the love in that? I don't see the love in that. Well, I hate to be honest with you, but you know, love will get tough on you sometimes. And I don't know about you, but my dad was a full colonel. And my dad would tell me before he was going to do something. Missy, if you do this, you're going to get this. He'd tell me before he did it. He'd tell me, if you do this, I'm going to bust your bet. I'm going to bust your tail. 
And he didn't use those words. <laughs> he was just, you do this. You can bet there's going to be ramifications. <clears throat> this is the season we're standing in. And people don't like this side of God. They don't think, oh, no, God can be like that. God would never speak mean to me. God would never be mean to me. God loves me. He's a God of mercy. God would never, he would never correct me. And they're stuck in this, this goofball thinking when God has already told you what he's going to do. What do you think he did to the people that were in his temple when he cracked a, a cat of nine tails on their butts? What do you think he did? So then all these religious people come on here and then they want to, and they listen to my replays and you want to criticize me and you want to analyze me and you want to tell me you're not as pious. This is what I get, by the way. This is what I get from the religious people. You are not as religious as I. You are not, you have not been where I've been. You have not paid a price. You are not. You are not God, but I am. That's what they're saying. They're like, I am God. I am your God. You need to listen. And it's like, shut up. Just shut up. I'm tired of hearing you dribble. I'm tired of hearing your mouth dribble with all your diatribe. And so is God. Matter of fact, I think God is so sick of it, he shut you off. He, he turned off his radio, the radio signal to you. It's it's just such a farce, and it's such a bunch of hypocrisy. And so the rest of the church, all the rest of us are sitting back here waiting and wondering when you're going to jump on the bandwagon and get on the truth with the rest of us. That's what we're sitting here wondering. They can You can get ticked off all you want, and you can send me your nasty emails. Bye! Bye-bye, devil! I'm not going to read them. So um, I'm not trying to incite you, but I am trying to invite you to get on the bandwagon and get into truth. So we're not going to coddle you anymore and we're not going to live your lie with you anymore. This is a year where all the elephants in the room are being discussed and we're being exposed. It's time for you to acknowledge them in your own life. Could it be you that's the elephant in the room? Let's move on. So this is a year. <clears throat> this is why we have to move through the inner court gate of obedience. This year, the first gate is obedience. <laughs> what a country. I mean, not a coincidence. Um, doing only what God tells us to do. While moving through the tribe gate of Dan at the same time, we only do say and pray what the father tells us to do because all other things are against his will. Imagine that. Why do you think obedience is the first gate of the year? Could it be he's trying to teach us something? Could it be he's trying to drill something into our heads about who's God and who's not? So if you choose not to align with God's will, then you get what you get, which Brings us to the three people groups we're now dealing with. This is the bottom line. Three people groups we're dealing with. There are two who are trying to make desperate, they're in desperate measures, trying to force God into doing what they demand. That's the occult and the religious church who's losing firepower, representing the nasty underbelly side of God's shoe because of the measures people will go to in order to try to attain or stay in power. Now we're seeing them lose firepower. God told you what he was going to do before he did it. He's a man of his word. Or they're trying to attain more power. We see people trying to attain more power through the lust of the flesh, which is the occult, or people stuck in the pride of life refusing to get cleaned up. So those are the two people group that we are now warring against. And then yourself. You have to deal with yourself. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy in trying to get cleaned up. But you have to obey the Lord in this hour if you want to move forward. And when he tells you to do things, quit taking it so personally. When you hear 
videos like this or things like that, quit getting all caught up in your religious diatribe and all that muck and gunk and, and trying to make God be this whatever, whatever you think he is. He is a just God. He is a truthful God. Allow him to speak into your life and change. Be willing to be willing. It will take you places. <clears throat> so the people group in the church were warned by apostles the past two years to get cleaned up. And now here we are seeing the demise. But let's focus on you, the glorious church. This is the good news of the day. Hey, James. So the obedient, glorious church is the true remnant that God was discussing for 2023. We're getting into the good news now. It's all good news. It really is all good news. You know, and I, and I can honestly tell you, in past seasons, I've had leaders speak harsh words to me. I've had leaders hurt my feelings. And I've gotten offended, just like some of you. I've gotten offended. I've told some of them off. And, and I've had to eat crow. I've had to repent and go back and make things right in honor and learn God's ways, just like some of you. So we're all having to go through. If we want to go out of the old and into the new, there's no point in my rhyming. It's just coming out that way. But I'm being serious. If you want to go places in God, it's time to put your own ways down and start doing things his way, because this is how far away from God's ways the church has, fall the church has fallen. And so the obedient, glorious church <clears throat> will be starting to see the best year of their lives. For the obedient church of God, you're being moved into his glory. <laughs> Pardon me. To rewrite your story. Where he's beginning to make all things new. And I know a lot of people are saying, you know, this is going to be a year of a lot of pressure. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be a year of war. Yes, yes, yes. Where we're head to head with the devil. Yes, yes, yes. But for you, glorious church. It's different. God's going to have you at the right place at the right time at all times. If there's any violence to be had in anywhere, any place, God's going to get you there after or before. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine because God's got a plan for you. He's lifted you up for such a time as this. He's bringing you into a great place. So this is a year that will be one of peace for you. CT is going to be one of peace for you. The beginning of prosperity. And for those of you who've been holding or being used by the devil to hold or try to hold back what God has been trying to use you for, you're going to be seeing your own demise. God's saying, God's been telling some people to do certain things. And he's like, I'm all about obedience. I'm all about obedience this year. If you're listening to the true king's decree, if you're sitting at the Lord's feet and you're getting directives from the Lord, and you're not following your flesh. That's that. what that means. So if something's of God, you cannot stop it. This is the difference between the true king's decree and man's decree. What was I telling you about last time we talked? We were talking about evil kings, queens, or priests. Now that's the flesh. That's people looking into the word of God and, and saying, I'm going to decree this, I'm going to do this, and I'm just going to put the word of God on it, and we're just going to make it happen. And God's like, you want to bet? That's not my will. You didn't find out my will before you started using my spirit which is my word on your project. And that's not my project. You're making your own mind up as to what you're going to do. And I didn't tell you to do it. So you're learning to include God in the thing and not demand to operate in your flesh without getting cleaned up. That's the purpose of getting cleaned up. So, you know, it's funny to me because people hate prophets like me. 
But don't hate me. Don't hate me. Point your little finger back at yourself for being so stiff-necked and arrogant that you thought you knew more than God. But don't hate the people that are telling you the truth because we're the only ones that are trying to help you get out of the old and into the new. And also, if you've done this, you need to repent if you want to go forward. But don't point your own negligence at me or those like me. Because we didn't make your decisions for you in past seasons. Okay? This is what God is saying to those stiff-necked religious people in this season. Which brings us to Genesis 41, 17. <clears throat> the 42, 17. And you know, if you know anything about Joseph, Joseph is one of my favorite people in the Bible. I have several. David is another one. Peter's another one. Gideon. Paul, believe it or not. Paul's just become my newcomer friend. But, um... It's because he and I used to buck heads with the spirit of religion. I used to, I used to think, who do you, who do you think you are, trying to attack God's people? I got into a big old debate with some woman in a, in a Bible study one time who was very religious, and I was a Peter fan and she was a Paul fan, and we could have made a candy bar together. <laughs> oh man, Joyce got nuts. There you go. Okay, so let's stop there. So, but we got into a big debate, and um, she was telling me how. Holy Paul was. And I was like, wait a minute. Time out. Let's take a break. I said, he killed some of God's, he killed quite a few of God's people. How can you be a Paul fan? I said, I am a Peter fan. I said, Peter, he just, he found him on the boat docks. What you see is what you got. And he was a friend of Jesus. And God said, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. <clears throat> and that led to heated discussion, which for years I've been thinking about that. Actually, that's been on my mind for years, trying to figure out the thing about Paul. And God finally showed me, you know, Missy, people change. People change. So see, religious people, you too can change. You religious leaders out there, you can change. You can stop being a Paul fan and you can move over into the authenticity side. Let's just move over there together <laughs> anyway joseph's conduct reflected this we're going to get into his conduct he was godly he was truly godly he had truly godly character and um this is the people group that god's looking for in this hour <clears throat> paul was sold out to christ joseph was sold out to christ i'm going somewhere peter was sold out to christ peter got a little bit distracted there for a second when he told jesus oh no god you can't go to the cross no and he said get thee behind me devil who do you think you are get get, get thee behind me and not everybody who says lord lord is operating in the spirit not everybody who knows we're gonna get into that here in a second too peter got out of the spirit there for a second but joseph was sold out to god and i think that happens as we get more cleaned up and we realize we're not our own we realize that there's a price. God paid a price to save us. And that's not getting into fake holy and all this pious crap too. It's just a sense of gratitude. But we're very loyal to God, not through religion or trying to perform for him, but in our love for him and others. Because it's a spirit of gratitude from that salvation experience. You realize who Christ is. And he's become very real. You've come close to him. He's tabernacling now over you. Ezekiel 16.8, he is tabernacling. That's what Ezekiel's will is experiencing right now. He's tabernacling over this ministry now. And I'm loving life. I'm so loving life right now. The warfare's gotten a little heated. 
Can you check that? Can you that happened three times? That's the third time that I did not touch that. You might not recognize. Listen, let's listen to that song for a second. He's, he's saying that. You might not recognize me now. Okay. Those chains surrounding me. My phone just turned on by itself. Can't keep digging up my past. <laughs> that's way off topic. Oh, that's so happened. It happened on our team call. So the devil's trying to make his presence known. It could be God. I don't know. Anyway, I think God's showing up in this moment. But seriously, God's tabernacling over this ministry right now. As these people think I'm crazy over here on the chat. And we're starting to see God show up in might and power. We're starting to see the beginnings of the signs, wonders, and miracles show up on this ministry. And so we're seeing people start getting set free. Big, big, big time. We're seeing them step into acceleration and elevation which is what the purpose of getting cleaned up does for you. That's what God wanted to do for you is if we pay attention to him. So we're learning what it means as we step closer to Christ to walk in heavenly places where love knows no limits when it's coming to help other people. <laughs> I know. Happy Friday. But Joseph knew this. And the difference between Joseph and his brothers, his brothers didn't. His brothers didn't have this vision. They were stuck in the flesh while Joseph was already walking in God's spirit at a young age. He was willing and ready. And if we're going to say we serve God, then you can't put limits on God in how he chooses to operate or in what he chooses to say to you. If you want to come up higher, you have to understand. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You have to understand every new level in God's spirit has newer, more narrow spiritual laws. If you don't adhere to those laws on those levels, you get left behind. You get spewed out. You get overtaken by darkness because you won't come any closer to the king. He's not obligated. And you can't sit there and give lip service to something and say that you know somebody when your life doesn't reflect it, when your actions don't reflect it, when your prayers don't reflect it, your hidden heart condition is not hidden to, to just you. God sees all. Your hidden prayers are not only heard by you. God hears all. You're going to get into that here in a second. So he sees your heart condition. He knows where we're at. So, we should always do our work as if up to him. And to me, you know, I've always been amazed at the heart and the mind that thinks it can outwit God or negotiate with God after it's been found out. Because that's what the devil is still trying to do in his manipulation of the saints in his quest to prove to God that he will obtain power no matter what. Don't you think? What, is he, what do you think he's trying to do with you right now? He is still trying to prove to God, look, I am a little G and you will acknowledge me. And look, I'm going to beat the tar out of your people until you do. And God's like, I'm not ever going to acknowledge you. You won't ever. You've already been judged. You've been cast down. You're nothing to me anymore. Until I cast him in the lake of fire. So the question lies therein, which team are you serving? Are you serving yourself or God? Because the heart that knows true love is sold out to love's ways. Because that heart knows it's no match for love. <clears throat> It knows it cannot outwit the Holy One. 
You cannot outwit the Holy One of Israel. You can't. You might as well quit trying to wrestle and thinking you're going to win, Jacob. Jacob was a manipulator. He was a swindler. You're not going to win. You already lost the game just by thinking you could. That's arrogance. So God's power, such it's so powerful, and it's much too powerful to be challenged when God demands we do thing, do a thing a certain way. And Joseph knew this. He'd seen proof of God in visions and dreams, and Joseph knew of God's vastness and his power. So Joseph, too, had to learn that the enemy would always be there to tempt him between the things of the spirit and the things of the flesh, where he, too, had to choose whom he would serve, himself or God. But again, that all boils down to whose character we choose to obtain, which comes through deliverance and inner healing. I'm repeating myself on purpose. So Joseph spent two difficult years. If you know anything about this man's story, we've heard it a million times. He spent two difficult years in prison serving God and others where the experience put iron into his soul. Into his soul. Because on some spiritual levels, we're going to have to have fortitude in order to maintain our positioning as we're challenges or as we're challenged by the weaknesses in others. See, that's something too. Your character will show not just God who you are, It'll show other people who you are when you refuse to budge from the truth. We're, we're living in a year where all truth is coming into the room and judgment is right behind it. If you refuse to align, that's between you and God. But don't bring that mess over in here because we're not aligning with you. We're not. As for me and my house, I'm going with him. I'm going with him wherever he wants to take me. So, we have to choose whom we're going to serve. And it's a place where people are going to purposely demand their own way. And they're going to be standing up to the righteousness of God in you. And it's going to cost you something. You have to make up your mind before you even step into this ball game, which team you're playing on. And you have to make up your mind, which team you're going to finish on. So this costs Joseph something and it's going to cost you. And if the Lord controls us, it makes little difference who commands us. Because we're all going to be forced in that moment to choose whom we're going to serve. So the fact that Joseph could operate in the fivefold giftings, this is where it gets interesting, and that his gifts were pure or clean, meaning he truly was hearing the voice of the living God and not his own. He was hearing the true king's decree. Then Joseph could count on God bringing his dreams to pass, bringing his words to pass. God knew Joseph's character. He knew Joseph was purely aligned with him in heart and in mind. So he knew his prayers were righteous. Therefore, the dreams that Joseph had heard from the Lord in prior seasons, when he was listening because of his heart condition, he knew he could trust the Lord. So this is a season now. The line of demarcation has been drawn. And we're seeing people, and two things are fixing to start happening. Mark my word on this. The falling away has started because of people's refusal to get cleaned up and people refusing to do things God's way. And they're going to start falling away because of disappointment, because of feeling like, well, God's not hearing my prayers. God's not answering my, answering my decrees. He's not using my fivefold good things. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. God's not the author of confusion. The enemy is. And there's a way that seems right to a man. But the end is death. And so there's a time when we all come to, when we face God head on, Jacob, 
And you have to make up your mind if you're going to do things your own way and continue to do things your own way, or if you're going to walk trepidatiously into a new way, Yahweh, and trust him with your future. Now, the difficulty for the church comes in because the church is so afraid of being duped. They're afraid of, and I can understand that, by the way. I can understand that. But they're so afraid of being misled. And and because there's so many false prophets right now, false teachers, false apostles, Balaam's on the scene, purposely sent in by the devil. So it's a setup. It's a setup, by the way. Hey, Connie. It's a setup to see who you're going to trust. Now, the Lord says, my sheep know my voice and they only follow after me. So if you are aligned and you are trying and you're like, Lord, I don't know which way I'm going, but I just know I'm going with you. That was a line I even had to come to as a leader because it was, it was, it was a very, it was last year. And he said, now, Missy, you're either right or you're wrong. And I thought, oh, that's not good. And I thought, well, I'll tell you what, God. I do know this is not as good as it gets. I do know there's more to you. I do know that there there are higher places you want to take us and that we're seated beside you in those heavenly places. And I'm willing to do whatever. I'm going to throw, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to dive in head first and I'm going to say, Lord, I trust you. Order my footsteps. Psalms 37, 23. That's a safe way to do that. By the way, if you're not sure where you're going and you don't want to be duped by the false Ask God to order your hearing, order your footsteps, Psalms 37, 23, right into righteousness, right into truth. And he'll do it every time on every level to keep you safe when you're not sure of the way in which you should walk. So Joseph knew this. He also had clean fivefold giftings, but this is a season to find out whom we have trusted, ourselves or our holy God. But in order to trust in God, we also have to know that we're sincerely hearing him. We have to know that we're sincerely hearing him, which comes from a clean and pure heart. But for those of you high-level prophets, this is a message for some of you leaders out there. Hey, Pamela. Um, A lot of leaders in this hour, because the false prophets, you've heard me mention the false prophets, and Jezebel, the Balaams, who've gotten released into this hour, people who have bitterness of soul. Um, And they refuse to get cleaned up, but they're sent in as a strategy of the devil and his kingdom around the true prophets. And I have seen some of these high level prophets, man, and I've been watching a Jezebel uh, come up around them. And I'm just like, oh, you people, you're just stuck on stupid, man. Spirits of discernment. I'm just like, are just like sucking right now. (laughs) I'm sorry. Forgive my mouth. But it's like, golly. It does not take a rocket scientist because you, when you're a true prophet and you get around that demon on that person, you can't hear the Lord. All the red flags, my red flag starts going ding, 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 ding. Everything gets polluted in the spirit. And I start looking, where's that Jezebel? Where's Jezebel? And I'm going to get you out of my atmosphere. I got one of them out of my atmosphere, big time. Boot, drop kick, boom, chakalaka, bye-bye. So... Those demons are sent in to pollute the true fivefold ministers of God, which is why God told us not to tolerate the spirit within our own lives, hearts, or ministries. And a lot of ministers in this hour have allowed that spirit into their ministries. They're trying to rub shoulders and network. Well, let's do this, and I'm going to get up around so-and-so. And they're trying to be up the latest and the greatest. It's not about you. 
It's not about you. You're trying to build your own name instead of his name. But these demons are sent in because it has the capacity to pollute the hearts and the atmospheres by spreading itself on the words of bitterness through the bitterness of an unhealed soul. That's what a spirit of Jezebel is sent in for in and around us, whether it's in your family, especially in ministries, especially in government. What happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron. But when it, it, the bigger the platform it gets, the more bitterness it can spread, the more of itself it can spread. So when you give way to this dumb thing and you're not listening to the promptings of the Lord within you and, and not shutting it down and getting it away from your people, you're just as guilty for pollution and for polluting the souls around you as that demon is on that vessel. For tolerating it. The Lord told you not to tolerate it. And then it tries to leech on to leadership strategically in order to pollute the head because what happens at the head again trickles down. The Lord is saying, sheep, when leaders don't, around, don't allow you to surround them or allow you around them, it's because they sense you need to get cleaned up. Joseph knew this. I'm still on topic. Joseph knew this. He didn't surround himself with just anybody. He kept the vision intact. He kept the dream intact. He stayed focused on love. He stayed focused on God. And leaders... You need to be forcing deliverance from bitterness on your people, from fear and manipulation and control, which is the soul of that demon. It's to bring in, the, the bitterness is the gatekeeper that lets Jezebel in. It gets its power from the fears of that vessel operating in it, and then it preys, P-R-E-Y-S, on vessels around it who are fearful. There's no fear in love. So then it tries to make those fearful vessels its eunuchs. And those are other Bitter vessels, by the way. Like draws like. So you see this person trying to create a platform around themselves of bitter eunuchs, bitterness of soul people, thinking two wrongs make a right, and then it tries to divide and conquer. That's its objective, to create church divisions and church splits, family splits. So the only way to, con or to confront it is with the truth. Who do you serve? Yourself or others? Joseph served the true and living God. God is raising up Joseph's in this season. And sheep, if your gifts need to get cleaned up and purified, <clears throat> the only way you're going to go forward in destiny is to get honest with yourself and with God. That's the only way. It's for leaders and sheep in this hour. Because otherwise the darkness will overtake you. Joseph knew this too. Joseph had his own Jezebel to deal with. <clears throat> and he... Gave her his cloak. But he fled. He got away from her. He knew that you become who you hang around. You keep good company. It's all about who you're connected to in this hour. Their roots and their fruits. But he never allowed it near him because Joseph knew his destiny was too great. And Potiphar knew God was with Joseph. See, even Jezebel's husband knew God was with Joseph. People know God is with some of you. And they just want what you've got, but they don't want to do what you've done to get what you've got. They want to take shortcuts, Jacob. You, there are no shortcuts into the kingdom in this hour. I'm here to tell you, and it makes people mad. I mean, I've gotten some scathing messages on our website. By the way, we IP you. Be kind. We IP you on our website. We track you. We're not going to put up with the harassment and with the bullying. We don't put up with that crap. So if you can't face me head on and you can't have a phone call with me, don't send me your little cowardly emails. 
It makes you look very small, like the underbelly grum on the bottom side of God's shoe. Be a man or woman of character. If you have aught with me, call me. I'll work it out with you. But don't act like a coward. But this is part of having character. See, I'm not afraid of the truth. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of telling you the truth. Some of you need to hear it. But in this hour, if you're not going to stand up like Joseph did, he had to take a stand. Because people know God is with some of you. But if you don't stand up in truth when he calls you to with the word in due season, then you might as well have not ever even claimed to be his child. So Potiphar knew that he was so walking with God. Joseph was so, he was so, had so much favor with God. He gave him control over his whole household. And God was there. So people with great authority must have huge character. The bottom line, that's the part of that conversation you need to understand, and you have to guard it. But to the glorious church, keep in mind that every five-fold minister, every person that says, Lord, Lord, is not the Lord's. This is what Joseph also had to learn. There are going to be people that you interact with, that you serve. You will serve under leadership in your job, in different parts of the church. But you're going to need to wrap your heart and mind around the truth that just because we have many in the church, people claiming to be gods, claiming fivefold giftings, God's using me like this, da 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 da. A lot of those people are just taking up space. They're not there to serve God, but only themselves. And they hate you and I because we're not going to comply. They're already showing their true colors, they're showing who they really are. God says, don't have anything to do with them. Don't even eat with them. They don't like you because you see through them. We see through them. And they're out to kill, steal, and destroy because of their devilish determination to outwit God. To me, they're the spawn of Satan. They're sent to tear down the new move, but they're not going to succeed based on Psalms 21.11. Though they plot evil against you and devise wicked schemes, Potiphar's wife, they cannot succeed. So don't allow your gifts to become polluted through wrong relationships because you do become who you hang around. And hanging out, hanging out with hypocrites makes you one. I'm not lying. You don't need to fit in. It doesn't matter if you don't fit in. You were born to stand out. So acknowledge who you are and stay true to God. Remember the, the chief baker? And the cuffbearer in Joseph's day. This is interesting. God pointed this out to me today. I've never seen this in the Bible before. And I've seen it a million times. If you remember anything about the chief baker and the cupbearer, they had offended the king. They really ticked him off in the use of their gifts. They didn't use their gifts wisely. Could it be? That you've offended the king of kings in the use of your gifts. Which is why your life feels like it's in prison all of a sudden. See, God will shut you off. He put them in prison. He will get you away from him if you don't do what he tells you to do. If you decide to serve yourself instead of him. If you're trying to build your own life and build your own ministry and build your own way. And you're not sitting at the king's feet. Maybe it's time to repent and get free. Maybe 
Which brings us to Matthew 13, 24 through 46. You know, people try to neutralize people like us. And um, they try to make us be as passive as they are. They try to make us, no, he's got you hidden, Joyce. Um, but they want you to be, it, their mentality is two wrongs make a right. Or two birds of a feather flock together, two peas in a pod. But when one of those birds starts flying another direction, you send the other one catapulting because he can't deal with the changes that the first one's going through. So we're seeing a lot of this happen right now in this line of demarcation that's being drawn in the church. And God has put some of you in hiding to protect you from yourself because some of you want to help people so much that you don't know when to say no. You don't know when to say, I'm sorry, I'm not available right now. I'm sorry, I can't take that phone call right now because you... Have I, you've based your identity in your gifts. Your gifts are not who you are. They're a tool through Christ that helps you to do what he's called you to do. But in this hour, in order not to be caught up in all this garbage that's going on in the separation process in the church, you're going to have to learn to say, no, I'm sorry, that's not God. With the truth, you're going to have to learn to tell people that's not God. You're serving yourself. You're trying to build your own platform. You're trying to do this to develop your own identity when only the Lord builds a house. And all those that build theirs alone labor in vain. And so we're seeing people being forced into a corner between the truth and the lie, which is what neutrality does for you. So beware of an empty life. It's a standing invitation for Satan to go to work because in today's level of warfare, we as true Christians must take a stand in truth. You have to take a stand in truth. Remember again, 2023 is the year where all truth is walking into the room and judgment is right behind him. So if you're so busy, especially as a leader, I'm going to be blunt, don't get offended. But if you're trying to do CYA or to save your numbers and pocketbooks, Lord's saying you'll lose your house. He's putting it bluntly to you. And people don't like bluntness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God, um, the Lord is bringing the church out of this structure. And let me say it like this too. Have you ever noticed that when you meet people outside of the church, it's easier to befriend them than it is inside of the church? Have you noticed that? There aren't these expectations of, you have to be what I think holy is. There's not a subconscious expectation there. You just usually take people at face value. You start walking, you start watching for fruits, hoping that they're good people. Um, and if they're connected, hopefully they're Christian. Great, great. We connect. But it's easier to make friends outside of the church. Lord showed me this yesterday. And it's because it's this fake facade, this false structure that's been erected inside of the church that when you meet people, it's like going into a bar. You meet people in a bar. I don't know about you. I don't want no offense. I'm not judging them. I don't go to bars. But when I was younger, I did. But when you go into a bar, there's a subconscious truth there that everybody's out there to sleep with people. They're there to sleep. So you don't want to get mixed up with them, right? We're just being blunt. It's the same truth in the church. Everybody's there to be fake holy with people. You've got to fulfill this fake structure. And if you don't fulfill that fake apparatus structure in the mind or the heart of a heart that's dysfunctional, then you're not godly enough. So it's hard to make friends in the church because you're not willing. Some of us aren't willing to be fake with you. We're not willing to 
fall in line with you with your fake version of fake holy. And so when we come at you with our authenticity and with this blunt truth, it offends a lot of people. I can only imagine who John the Baptist offended. But I'm not willing to live your lie with you anymore. I'm not willing to live leaders' lives with them anymore. Half these leaders are such big hypocrites, it's not even funny. And then they have all these church, uh, these sheep acting like hell that serve below them and trying to present this fake version of holy. <clears throat> and then they wonder why God's not showing up. And it's like, he's not obligated. You don't represent him. <clears throat> You're not representing him at all. You're in neutrality. And God's looking for a loyal bride sold out to him. And not one with many other lovers. Not like greed or religion or passivity or whatever your dysfunction is. He's not looking for that in this hour. He wants a pure, spotless bride. And there's a parable. This parable actually in Matthew explains how God is at work in the world today because the kingdom of heaven is not the true church. Did you know that? There is a false and a true operating at the same time. There are wheats and tares. And when I heard this today, I thought, huh, that leaves room for pause. But there's the wheat and the tares operating at the same time. And I said, why is that, God? And <clears throat> I'm sorry. But the Lord said he left the wheats and the tares in place to leave it up to the saints to choose to get cleaned up so they might be able to discern who was his and who was not. Who was his and who was not. And I just thought to myself, you left it up to us. And he said, yes, Missy, you have free will. He goes, my people have free will. He goes, I don't want them to be forced to love me. I want them to choose to love me. He goes, would you want somebody uh, who was forced to love you? No, it makes you feel like it's a robotic relationship. I don't want a bunch of robots. I want people to choose to fall in love with me, to choose to be my lover. He goes, that makes for a great romance novel. The great book. It's the greatest love story ever written. So this is how we're going to know God's true remnant. By his warm, unconditional love in truth. And you know, sometimes I will tell you this. I come, my father was, I've told it a million times. My dad was a colonel. Uh, I come from a family of ranchers and farmers, combiners. Um, I was the black sheep of the family. <laughs> I broke off into film and TV. I blew my family, threw them a curveball. I was like the little odd duck or whatever, but they loved me. They really did love me. And, and family gatherings and stuff, they'd always hover around me. Like, we have to protect this one. She's different. Something weird like that. <laughs> and it was cool because I loved them. I still love them deeply. But in that, in that mindset, I learned good old-fashioned hard work. I learned humility. I learned how to watch for seasons. I learned how to tend a crop, how to plant a crop, how to plant a garden, how to watch it grow, how to, how to make sure to keep things out of my garden. I learned good old fashioned logic. And I also learned when people told me the truth about things that I didn't like, and quite a bit in my family, everybody had an opinion when they came to the table bunch of old cowboys you go to family gatherings and some people had worked on wall street some people had just been 
blue collar workers. Some people were in the military. You never knew. But whatever person you sat in front of, if they were wearing a Stetson or not, they had wisdom. And they would tell you point blank, Mr. Aren't you been doing such and such? Da -da 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 -da. How's your, how's church? That's the next thing. Usually, how's church? Well, sir, God's good as far as I know. He took me into film and TV. How's, how's your relationship with God? What's going on there? And then I'd start trying to dodge it. You know how you dodge truth? You start dodging things because you don't want to deal with truth. Start dodging the equation. Eh, I'm good. God's good. God's good as far as last time I talked to him, he's good. <laughs> he's good. What do he say to you? <laughs> What's he saying to you? So, and then there was a time where uh, my uncle had, my whole family's prophetic. And so apostolic to the max. I got summoned to Amarillo after I worked on my, I think my third film. I was working. I forget which one it was. Uh, Stop Loss, something like that. Working with people like, uh, I had A-list actors I was working with. Mimi Rogers, stuff like that. Um, but I got summoned to Amarillo. And my uncle told me, and, and this is funny how God looks out for you, by the way. This is where the truth comes in and it helps you. Because to me, I was in the highlight of my career and my career was taken off. And I was being hired on film after film after film. And I was making good money. I wasn't bothering anybody. Wasn't bothering anybody. I was, I, was, I was grateful for where I was at. I'd started off designing for churches and I'd worked hard. I'd worked and earned my way there, I felt like. And I hadn't gone to school yet. Well, I did actually. I did finish my BA at that point. But I got summoned to Amarillo and I proceeded to hear my dad's big brother tell me, he was my favorite uncle, Missy, we don't believe you belong in film. And I thought, you need to mind your own business. I'm not bothering you. I'm not bothering anybody. And I said, and by the way, I'm not leaving. I am doing what God told me to do. And God didn't tell me to do that. I decided to do that after a, a choir director told me, Missy, I was designing million dollar shows before that point for churches. And he said, Missy, we're going to pray that God puts you designing for churches. And I spun around in the middle of all these pastors. And I said, don't you dare. I'm going to Hollywood. And I felt the Holy Spirit go. Whoop. I didn't know that was him at that point. So anyway, my point is, I got hit with truth at that family gathering. And it reminded me of another situation where you kind of buck God in different situations. And you don't want to hear the truth. I know I'm taking the long way around this mountain. But I'm telling you, you can make your plans all you want, Christian. God's way will prevail. Acts 5.39. If something's of God, he'll let it go for a season. He'll let you think you're doing it for a season, but it will implode. I walked in on set one day at the height of my career. I walked in. I was, I was charged with dressing the stars and putting their costumes in their trailer. And I thought, and I said it out loud unconsciously. I said, I hate this job. And I didn't know why I did. And I thought, oh my God, I hope nobody heard me say that. Hope a star wasn't in here. And God said, good. I'm glad. Now maybe you'll do what I want you to do instead of what I've allowed you to do the last 10 years. Let's, do, let's get back on track, miss. So here I am doing this, which I never dreamed I would be called to do. This is not my first choice. But it's my best choice. And now it should have been my first choice all along. 
Because had I been aligned with God, you cannot give God. I've never been so fulfilled in serving the Lord. I've never been so joyful in helping his people. I can't believe I just told you that, but that's the truth. It wasn't my first choice. I didn't, I was scared. I was scared of failing God. He said, you know me, my background, I was a wild child. I was a wild child, wild child, party hardy all the time, in trouble, traveling all over the nation, all over the world. I'm rubbing shoulders with very famous people, but I don't care. That's not the point. Who gives a rip? You know what really matters? What really matters? What matters is changing hearts. Because I get so much joy when I see transformation. I live for the transformation process. I was involved with the transformation process before I got into film. God had introduced me to the prophetic at a CTTC, Center, Central Texas Treatment Center. And I was seeing drug and alcohol addicts change. And I was like, oh my God, this is mind-blowing. They're changing. They're coming to Christ. This is phenomenal. And then I got distracted. This is an hour not to get distracted. And, and I'm not trying to impress you. I've come back to my roots. I have zero regret. Zero regret. I love my life now, no matter how hard it gets. I don't care how many mean people show up. They can go to hell with their father, the devil. Half of them probably will. I hate to tell you that. If that's you, bye-bye. Not to be mean-spirited. But it's, discour it's discouraging. When you see people behave like this in church, and you, I never dreamed, actually, that I would see people behave like this. See people who said, Lord, Lord, act like hell behind the scenes and think nobody was going to do something about it. Let me tell you about my God. See, what you don't know about me, and I'm going to speak to you on the camera right now, I'm an armor bearer for the king. I know who I am and whose I am. I'm not confused about it. I've known who I was since I was four years old. I ran from it because of goofballs like you telling me, no, you can't do that. No, God doesn't want you. You're not good enough. You're not that. You don't know who I am. You don't know my heart. And you know what? It's sad for you because you'll probably never enter into your promised land because of your crappy behavior. Almost said it. <laughs> Almost said it. God loves this child. He loves this child. And I'm not afraid to address you head on. Give me a phone call. I'm tired of cowards. But I'm a woman of character, and I am who I say I am. And I will finish what God's given me to do. I've gone through too many testings, and I've paid a price to walk where I'm walking. And I am sold out to shepherding his people. I love them. So, this is the place we stand at right now, where God has got us at a line of demarcation. Who do you represent, yourself or God? Do you know who you represent? Whether you correct people harshly or not. We're going to go over a little bit today. And how do we discern between the tares and the wheat? Where's the fruit? There is no turning back. You're right. There's no turning back. But where's their fruit? Where are people's fruits? You know, we're seeing people who give up and they, they like to do, they like to be the center of attention. They like to be on the camera and they like all this stuff. But really, it's not about a show. It's not about a one-man show anymore. It's about getting the, the sheep cleaned up. It's about you guys. 
It's about making sure it, it brings me so much joy. I get elated when I see our people start accelerating. Matter of fact, do you guys have the web the website, Ezekielswell.org? Can somebody post the website on there? And and also if you want to track with us before I forget, we're gonna be doing something new in February for you guys, just for you. Um to give you kind of a little different flavor, we're gonna be rotating instructor instructors, excuse me. We're gonna be rotating instructors and um I'm going to be one of the instructors for Monday Night Live and Wednesdays. But we're going to be hopefully helping you. No, actually, Monday. Uh, yes, it was canceled, Connie Hernandez. Um, it was because of the MLK holiday. But we're going to be starting back up in February. But you're going to love 2023 because it's going to give you a different flavor. But go over there and subscribe. And I'm hoping, hoping we did that. Hoping our people are there, Cynthia. Thank you, Cynthia. God bless you. That's the channel. Go over and subscribe there so you're notified. And then if you need more, if you want to accelerate, this is the purpose of Ezekiel's will, is to help get you somewhere quickly. Because we focus on taking you through so much uh, deliverance. There's so much deliverance. And it gets addictive. Because once you start getting free and you start getting the results, you are like, give it to me, God. Give it to me. You stop taking things so personally and you stop looking at everybody like, well, oh, you need to get free from this and that. Okay, cool. Let me take it to God. I'll go get free. And, and you stop looking at life like, oh, everybody's trying to put me down. No, he's trying to get you into the glory. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to rewrite your story. And so this is the, this is the, direction we're going right now but let's get back to the topic at hand we're almost done we're wrapping this up today we're going to go a little bit over but how do you discern between the tares and the wheat how do you discern it well there's fruit that's a good indicator there's fruit uh, do the words and their actions render results this is a key too this hour does god back their words because true love in their hearts does god back your words if God is backing your words, then chances are you know the king. So you have the king's decree in your mouth, Haggai 2.23. If God's spirit is tabernacling over you instead of your own arrogance, chances are you know the king. If you've got false identity, it's made up of a false structure of religion. So this is a season where you want to make sure you know who's backing you and who you're serving yourself or God. So... We've now entered into a season where God is not tolerating any more fake holy or fake church. You can either, you're either the real deal or you're not. And people know when true love is in the room, their heart knows it. Let me tell you how I knew it. I knew that day when my uncle called me to Amarillo. I knew that because I trusted him. I knew he knew the Lord. And he was like the line of the tribe of Judah. I'm not lying in our family. When my uncle Bernard spoke, everybody listened. It was like E.F. Hutton because he just had that. He was like this very calm, gentle person. And he was one of my, he was my favorite uncle. And he, when he would speak to me, when he'd speak to me, he, he called me Missy. My nickname is Missy. He called me Sissy, actually. My nickname is Sissy. Not anything but, but it's a Sisso. My dad called me Sissa. It's like, Sissy, um, I want you to come over here and sit with me for a second. I want to talk to you. Because he knew I was an analytical thinker, IIQ thinker. And he's like, I know that you're upset by what I'm telling you right now. He goes, but days are fixing to come when you're going to have to shift and you're going to have to move into a different place. 
And I can't tell you why right now. He goes, I just need you to trust the Lord on my life. I need you to do what I'm asking you to do. And I was like, have you lost your... <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, what? Do you know what it took me to get into this place? Do you know how many years? And But I did. I knew he walked in the Lord. So I walked away irritated, but I knew he knew the Lord and I knew he loved me. And he did it another time too when I went to go visit him. And it was... About, it was like snowy. It always gets really snowy in Amarillo. So about three o'clock in the morning, my aunt comes barreling in my bedroom. And she said, my, she said, Missy, Uncle Bernard told me to get you to get up. You have to get on the road. And I was like, what? What? I'm like, oh, blinded by sleep. What? And she said, because um, he said the roads are fixing to get bad. My, he used to be a trucker. And he used to also be a combiner. And, um. I was like, what? And so I'm not lying. It hurt my feelings so deeply that they sent me out <laughs> out of their house early. But I left. I obeyed. And um, I got on the road. And no longer had I been on the road an hour than black eyes started covering the roads behind me. And I started hearing about it on the radio. And I thought, man, God, thank you so much for looking out for me. I left the movie industry. I'm looking back now thinking, man, God, thank you so much for looking out for me. Thank you so much for looking out for me. Keeping me pure. Keeping my heart pure. Thank you so much, God. And I'm telling some of you out there right now, God's saying, listen to me. Obey me when I'm telling you to get cleaned up. I'm not speaking to hear myself talk. I'm not trying to be harsh on you through my leaders, through my prophets. I'm trying to keep you safe. I don't know why my little icon has gotten smaller. Let's wrap this up. So people know when they encountering love and the Lord's saying, this is my season now where I'm trying to call my true lovers of my soul in and around me. So it brings us to Psalms 18, 1 through 15, where it says, God is a spirit. We're wrapping this up. He doesn't have a physical body. He did it one time. It was Jesus. But he does have a spiritual body through his true bride. He has ears. And he does hear the prayers of the true saints when, they're, when they have nothing to hide. Because their hearts are right and their walks are truly righteous. So if you're being hit today by unrighteous people demanding their own way, no, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. And God's going to make the situation okay. The Lord's saying, stand your righteous ground, Joseph. Because God's shifting people in this season and he's doing a further separating between those operating in his truth versus the lies of their flesh. And David, actually this psalm is about David. Believe it or not, it's a Joseph-David conversation where David was a part of God's true remnant. Remember, he's calling people in after his own heart in this hour. Golly, that's terrible. I don't know why that is. Sorry. But David was a man after God's own heart, and he knew the king's heart. And he was always loyal to God because he was a man of prayer. Prayer in this hour, sitting at the king's feet, is what is going to keep you aligned with truth. Do you understand that? Prayer keeps us connected to God's ways and a spiritual body to where we are always aligned in truth. When you find out what God has to say about a situation, instead of making your mind up about what you think you're going to do, or you've lost patience because God hasn't answered you in time, sometimes it takes God two to three days to answer me. You need to wait on him. You need to learn to wait on God and not do anything until you hear the word of the Lord. And he will answer you. He's faithful to answer you. 
but his answers aren't coming and they're and we don't we've got to get rid of this mcdonald's drive-through mentality and he knows where you're at he knows where you're at which leads us to wrap up with proverbs 4 1 through 6 as we top at what are we topping at right now i don't know what time it is uh let me see here we are topping it one hour and eight minutes. We're wrapping it up right here, right now. I want to thank you guys for joining me today. But it states here, listen, my sons, to a father's instruction and pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning, so don't forsake my teaching. For I, too, was a son to my father, still tender and cherished by my mother. Then he taught me and he said to me, take hold of my words with all of your heart. Keep my commands and you'll live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. And do not forsake wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her and she'll watch over you. Are you encouraged? I am very encouraged. I, I like to know. I'm so practical as a doctor. Um, if I were a medical doctor, I would sit on your bed. And I would tell you exactly like I like my doctors to do. Sit on my bed, tell me what I'm dealing with, and let's get over this thing and get on with it. That's my application and my approach to that. It's my same approach to the Lord, except sometimes it involves some emotion because some things you don't understand. But when I understand what he's doing and he's telling me practical advice and practical wisdom, I've learned to obey. And I've learned to recognize that practical wisdom in other people around me when they're operating in the true and living God. Do you recognize his spirit in other people? Are you connected with the right people in this time? God says, you will know my people by my love, the warm, unconditional love of Jesus. Know that I love you. I love you, love you, love you. And I love talking with you and I love our conversations. And I will see you I'm going to County Line tonight <clears throat> to eat barbecue. By the way, their ribs are this big. No lie. No lie. So we're going to go eat barbecue, but I'm going to see you next Tuesday. Have a great weekend, guys. Bye-bye.